Hello and welcome to Calling All Cars from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Cars, the copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Los Angeles Police calling all cars. Attention all cars to broadcast 294 regarding an escaped convict. Be on the lookout for Louis Hagen, known as Louis the Rat. This man escaped from San Quentin Prison this date. He is armed and dangerous. That's all. Old significant, therefore, in California that one gasoline should receive the unqualified endorsement of those who drive the most and know the most about motor fuel. The new all-purpose Rio Grande Crash comes to you after having first been acclaimed by the drivers of police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other emergency automotive equipment. All-purpose Rio Grande Crash meets every demand placed on it in emergency driving. It will more than answer every demand you make, regardless of your emergency. It is different, it is superior, because it is made that way. All-purpose Rio Grande Crack is scientifically made of six important power-producing ingredients instead of the three found in most ordinary gasoline. What is it doing for emergency public serving cars? It will for your car. So visit the red and white Rio Grande station in your neighborhood tomorrow morning and get a tank full of all-purpose Rio Grande Crack, the most highly recommended gasoline sold in the West. The story we are to hear tonight has been taken in the main from the files of the Portland Bureau of Police. It ended in Los Angeles, and we have asked Chief of Police Arthur C. Homan of the Los Angeles Police Department to open our program. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. For the past five years, the theme of this program has been that crime does not pay. Many of us are the opinion, however, that punishment does not cure crime. We have begun to doubt if they materially lessen crime. Some other way has to be found. That way is crime prevention. In government, as in business, goodwill is a valuable asset. In government, goodwill takes the form of public service. Public service is that desire on the part of the good citizen to use his abilities in ways that transcends mere personal gain to do something for the other fellow. This aid may not be given directly to the state, but by working quietly in the law enforcement work of our nation, not to apprehend criminals, but to prevent crime by a better dissemination of the techniques of good citizenship. Such men and women are doing a valuable service toward crime prevention and toward stressing the fact that crime cannot pay. Tonight's story has its beginning in a California road camp not many miles away from the grim walls of San Quentin Penitentiary. Two convicts, separated by several yards from the main body, unobtrusively edged closer together as they fly their shovels. Listen, Baldy, want to tip you off to something. Yeah? Keep on working while I talk. George watching us all pretty close. Okay. What's up? We land tonight, see? One o'clock's the time set for our getaway. One o'clock? Yeah. We got a key to open our iron. Nice going, Will. That ain't all. I got a jumper wire ready so we can grab the head screw's car. Yeah, but listen. 
They got a machine gun. Well, I'm a machine gun, Baldy. I got my plans all set. And I'm not stopping for no machine gun. Not with 25 years staring me in the face. Well, I don't know. Look Maybe... here, Baldy. You with me or ain't you? Sure, sure. I'm with you, Louis. Well, you pipe down a little, will you? Look, have that guard over here. You didn't hear nothing. Which way do we land, Louis? For Richmond. Southern Pacific passenger train goes through there at 135 heading north. We grab the blind and ride her on up. Okay by me. Got a gap? Yeah, but I got something pretty near as good. What do you mean? Now that guard is posted out in front nights. Yeah? Well, I got a club to lay him out so they'll never know what hit him. Louis the Rat, they call me. Okay. I'll show him I can be Louis the Rat. And the rat's plenty of bad medicine when he's cornered. Take it easy, will you? The guard's beginning to head over this way. Okay. But don't forget. One o'clock tonight. <laughs> Get me? Right. I give the word. Make a break for the blind. 
chance. Come on. Accomplice Baldy Smith makes good their escape from the convict road camp. They appeared in Seattle a few weeks later, where Louis the Rat resumed his favorite procession, larceny. Even though it had cost him two terms in both the Kansas and Missouri State penitentiaries, another eleven words. A vicious record and a vicious criminal. Now in Portland, Oregon. Well, let's see. I guess we got everything out of the van now, but that electric refrigerator. Yeah. Well, look at the size of it, Louis. I wish we had a third guy to help us. Oh, what's the matter, Baldy? You getting puny? We had a third guy and one a third of the cut, too. Yeah, I've had a backache ever since we started this racket. I wasn't going to be no furniture mover. Quit beefing, will you? Come on, come on, give me a hand. we got to get this thing up under the dolly. Okay. We'll lift this side together. I can kick the dolly under with my foot. You all set? Yeah. Okay. All right. <coughs> now the other side. <coughs> be careful not to let the dolly slip out when we lift it. Yeah. Right. That does it. The short building refrigerator's heavy. Let's rest a minute. Rest a minute, nothing. We're going to shove this thing out to the van and scram away from here. What's the matter? Afraid the owner of the place will come back? No, no. The paper said he and his family was going to be away for a month. Besides, in Honolulu. Well, then what's the hurry? Just that there's no sense in strolling around and asking for trouble. We've been robbing houses while the owner was away for pretty near two weeks now. There ain't been no trouble yet. Sure, sure, but things was different at first. Now some of them owners has come back and found their homes clean as a whistle. If you can believe the papers, they squawking clearly. <laughs> Boy, and when we rob them, they're robbed. Nothing left but the bare floors and the walls. Come on, come on. let's get this refrigerator out of the van and shove off. You know, we still got a big job of unloading to do when we get to the warehouse where we keep the stuff. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Hey, 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 go easy to that door. The less paint we scrape off these things, the better price we get for them. Pull it over a little more to the right. All right. There, that gets it. Now pull it a little. There, that brings it right to the edge of the runway. Okay. We'd better both get in front now so as we can hold it back going down the runway. We don't want it to break away from us. All set? Let it come. There. Well, now all we've got to do is roll it down the driveway to the van and we're all through. I'll take care of that. You pick up the runway or over the back steps and bring it along. Okay. Hey, and you better close the back door. I already locked up in front. You sure we got everything? Yeah, yeah. There ain't even a curtain left in the place. Now, let's go. Pardon me a moment, please. I noticed you've been moving the furniture out of that house. Yeah, what about it? Who are you? I live next door here. I didn't know the Frasers were moving. No, well, people do it right along. And so far as I know, most of them don't bother to ask their neighbor's permission. I've been perfectly civil to you. There's no need for you to take that tone. I don't like people who don't mind their own business. In a sense, this is my business. Just this morning, I had a cable from Mr. Frazier asking me to attend to some things for him. What's it got to do with me? Things he requested me to attend to showed he had no intention of moving. Have you thought that he just might want to store his stuff until he gets back? I hardly think he intended to do that either. What you think don't make no difference to me. I got my orders. Where are you taking this furniture? To a storage house. And now I got work to do. There's something mighty fishy about all this. I'm going to find out. Hey, Louis. Who's this guy who's just calling you? It's one of them nosy neighbors. I've got a hunch he's going to call the cops or something. Come on, hurry up and help me get the scene into the van. Will you not be? You said it. <laughs> Say, Louis, this racket beats anything I ever turned my hand at. It's a cinch. 
We've been here only a couple of weeks, and I bet that stuff we got piled up in the old warehouse you rented is worth 30 grand easy. It wouldn't be so easy for you, wise guy. It takes brains to frame a racket like that. Say, and another month there ain't be... gonna be another month of it, Baldy. We're quitting this racket right now. Quitting it? Yeah. Have you gone nuts, Louis? We're just getting started. I said we're quitting it. Now, look, Louis, use your head. The Why, cops ain't... are getting wise to us. One more job, and they'd probably be down on us like a ton of brick. Uh-huh. We're stopping while the stopping's good, Baldy. Well, maybe you're right. But when you got a good thing like this by the tail, it seems a kind of shame to let it go. Oh, uh, well. What happens now? I hear the truckload of packing cases delivered at the warehouse. We're going down there and crate up the stuff. Oh, yeah? Crate it up, huh? That's what I said. What do you mean, crate it up? And after you get them packing cases piled up all pretty, what do you figure on doing with them? We're shipping them south, where the stuff won't be so hot, and we can peddle it safely. Oh, no, it's not. No? That's what you think. Listen, Louis. I'm taking my cup right here in Portland. Don't be a sap, Baldy. We couldn't sell any of that stuff here. The cops would have us back in store before you could bat an eye. Maybe and maybe not. But I'm telling you, I'm taking my cup right here. Oh. So it's going to be like that, is it? Yeah. I'm taking the jewelry for mine. You can have all the rest of the junk. Oh. So you take the jewelry, eh? Yeah. That'd make you happy, would it? Sure. Well, you listen to me. Don't take nothing, see? You're going south with me. Not a chance. We're splitting the stuff right here in Portland. <laughs> Why, Baldy, the first thing you know, you'll have me thinking you don't trust me. Sure. Sure, I trust you. Just about as far as I trust a water moccasin. You suppose I don't know how you come by that moniker, Louis de Rat? All right. All right, Baldy. We'll split this stuff here. And I'm taking the jewelry. Sure, sure. It's okay by me, Baldy. It's fair enough. What? I said that was fair enough. Only, uh, don't you think you ought to help me crate up the rest of this stuff? I can't very well do it alone, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's all right. But let's get on down to the warehouse and get it over with. I don't know. But it seems kind of screwy to me. You're changing your mind so quick about things, I mean. <laughs> well, after all, you're my pal, ain't you, Baldy? Yeah, case only left. And that tax on the last shipping tag. <laughs> Los Angeles, California. What are you going to do with all this stuff when you get it to Los Angeles? I'm going to open a high-class second-hand store, and my stock is in these crates. <laughs> Louis the Rat running a store. That beats anything I ever heard. Good morning, ladies. Could I sell you a genuine oriental rug at just about half a minute? Got it, you ain't so funny. But for Louis running, the rat running, turning respectable. If that ain't funny, then I don't know what is. You heard what I said, cut it. Okay, okay, don't get yourself on the ladder. Let's hurry up and get out the jewelry. I got a blow. Uh, oh, you know, it's, it's funny, I, I guess I didn't figure this job right. I got a packing case left over. One too many. So what? Who cares? Let's get at the jewelry. Okay, uh, oh, yeah. Come on, I got a blow like I told you. You know, Baldy, I, I must be getting absent-minded. I made a mistake. What do you think I'm going to do? This cat may not look like a camera, but I'm going to take your picture with it just the same. Why, you low guy? Kind of lost your interest in jewelry now, Baldy? 
Yeah, there's certainly something screwy about this, Lee. Look here, for instance, these fraternity pins and class pins. And here's an old brooch. A beautiful specimen of handwork. That's right. A good half of this collection is made up of heirlooms and pieces that are obviously keepsakes. Not the kind of jewelry that's melted down, but it's gold. Well, I've already formed my opinion. What's yours? Why, these things have been stolen, of course. Sure. Our manufacturing jeweler is nothing but a thief. What I can't figure is none of these articles checked with our lists of stolen jewelry. Right, but our list concern only articles that have been stolen here in Los Angeles. I have an idea these things will be identified quickly enough when we look up Mr. J.H. Smith and find out where he came from. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, we'll be at that assay office tomorrow afternoon when he comes in to get his report. Huh? Well, say we will. Meanwhile, I'm going to take these things back over there and instruct the clerk to return them as they are. He can tell Smith they're brass or something. That's right. We'll need them the way they are if they're going to be any good as evidence. <laughs> They'd be a big help in court after they were melted down, wouldn't they? Smith wasn't going to show up, Barbara. Well, we'll stick around until the office closes. And then if he hasn't shown up, we'll come back in the morning. The only trouble is I've got to be at the district attorney's office before 6 o'clock. Reports on the case. Well, go ahead, Lee. Chances are Smith won't drop in here before tomorrow anyway. Well, he may or he may not. We don't know anything about this fellow, you know. He might turn out to be a pretty tough customer. Oh, I don't think there's anything to worry about. Okay, but I wouldn't take any chances. You better keep your gun handy. <laughs> You're getting to be more like an old woman every day, Lee. Go on along, keep your appointment with the DA. I'll take care of Smith if he shows up. Well, I suppose I'll have to. Let's see. I guess this side door leads out into the hall. I don't want anyone in the front office to see me when I go out. Yeah? Leads into the hall, all right. Uh, so long, Barbara. So long. Good luck. I'll give you a ring if anything happens. Okay. Do that, will you? It begins to look as if Mr. Smith wasn't going to be in this afternoon, sir. Oh. Uh, the other detective's gone, huh? Yes, he has some reports to make on another case. I see. Uh, you're all set on what you're going to tell this Smith in case he does show up, aren't you? Well, I think so, sir. I'm supposed to tell him that the articles are mostly brass and not worth much, huh? That's right. And say, maybe you'd better bring the package with his stuff in it back here. Okay, I'll do that. We'll leave the door open between here and the outer office, but... That'll give you a chance to tell me anything you think I ought to know when you come back for it, you see. Yes, sir, that's right, it would. But, um, well, uh, I, I was just thinking... Yeah? Well, will it be absolutely necessary for you to make the arrest in the office? Uh, you see, it... Well, it might appear as... Oh, oh, yeah, sure. Well, don't worry about that. You just let me know when he comes in. I'll slip out this side door here into the hall. I can catch him at the top of the stairs when he comes out of the front office. Well, thank you, sir. The firm is going to appreciate your concern, I'm, I'm sure. Well, that's all right. I'd figured on making the arrest out there anyway. Did I understand you say you closed the office at 6 o'clock? Yes, sir, that's right. Well, that's less than an hour to wait then. Yes, sir. If you'll excuse me, now, I've got to get back to the outer office. I've got quite a lot of... Go ahead. I'll just sit back here and help myself smoke. Hey, you got my report ready for me? Oh. Oh, Mr. Smith. About the jewelry, you mean? Of course, about the jewelry. I didn't ask you to make a report on nothing else, did I? <laughs> oh, no. No, indeed you didn't. No. Well, how'd it come out? What's the report say? Uh, why, well, I'm sorry, Mr. Smith, but uh, we tested. Well, that is... Hey, what's the matter with you? Come on, come clean. What's it all about? Well, you see, 
We give everything a most careful test. Will you quit stalling and say something that makes sense? Well, the truth of the matter is, sir, these articles are, are they're, they're mostly brass. Brass? Uh, yes, sir. And, of course, it would be hardly worth your while to melt them down. So, you see... Brass? Uh, yes, sir. Of course, uh, you, as you're being a manufacturing jeweler, you'll readily understand that... Well, you'll readily understand. Huh? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brass. Say, if I thought you was trying to pull a fast one on me... Oh, no, I... no, I assure you, Mr. Smith, that these articles are... They're, they're quite valueless. As a matter of fact... Well, as a matter of fact... Here's the report. You can read it yourself. Forget the report. Just give me my stuff, that's all. And be sure it's all there, see? Because if I need, I'll be back. Uh, yes, sir. I can assure you that the collection's intact of the tiniest piece. Um, the package is in the back room. If you'll excuse me for just a minute, I'll go okay, and make it snappy. He's out there, sir. Yes, I know. I heard him. I'm going out through this side door now. Try to hold him in the office for a minute if you can. Yes, sir. Yes, I'll, I'll try. Well, hurry up, hurry up. I ain't got all afternoon. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, here you are, Mr. Smith. I'm, I'm awful sorry. That Never you're... mind how sorry you are. Just give me that package. Yes, sir. Uh, one thing more, sir. There's a small charge for... A small charge? For what? Telling me this stuff ain't no good? Well, sir, you see... Well, it's customary to make... Don't hand me that bunk. I ain't paying off no graft to no sniveling clerk, see? But, but Mr. Anderson... Nothing. Just try and collect it. Yes, sir. Lying to me, I'll... Hey, you there, just a minute. Yeah, what do you want? I'm from police headquarters. The boys down there would like to ask you a few questions. What about? Well, come along, you'll find out when you get there. And if I don't feel like coming along? Oh, I think you will. You do, huh? Well, I don't. I just don't like cops. You know, keep your hand away from that overcoat pocket. You'll have a good reason for not liking them. You hear me? Keep your hand away. I'll show you. <coughs> oh, a gun, eh? Oh, no, you don't. Drop it if you don't want your wrist broken. Drop it! Now get those hands up. High. Reach. We're not a bit backward about snapping the cuffs on tough babies like you. I've got you, copper. I'll break your fool neck. Yeah, don't grab grabbing for that gun. Let go of it. Try and make me, copper. Might as well let go of it. You can't use it while I got this hold on you anyway. Oh, yeah? Get wise to yourself, will you? You ready to cool off and ride down to the station with me? Listen, copper. If there's any writing to be done, you'll be doing it in a hearse. Okay, buddy, if that's the way you feel about it. Ah, so you think Hey, hey, look out, look out. Ah, We're going to fall off this stairway landing. So, she landed underneath, did you? You dirty copper. You got what was coming to you. I hope it killed you. I got to lay him out of here. Stop, stop, I tell you. I ain't make me copper. Stop or I'll shoot. Go ahead, shoot. He killed the guy. Too bad, buddy. But you asked for it. In just a moment, we shall hear the concluding facts regarding our program. Calling all cars tells you that a crime against society does not pay. Rio Grande Cracked will tell you that it's a crime against your pocketbook and intelligence to buy just any gasoline. All-purpose Rio Grande Cracked costs you less money and less than many even inferior gasolines because it takes you more miles, more quickly, more smoothly, more surely with less of a tax on your motor. That's why I suggest you get a tank full of all-purpose Rio Grande Cracked not later than tomorrow morning. 
And now, Chief Holman. Louis, severely wounded, was taken to the George Street Receiving Hospital, where he died less than an hour later. The route which he had shipped to Los Angeles was recovered and subsequently returned to its rightful owner. Thank you, Chief Holman. Broadcast 294 regarding an escape convict. The suspect in this case was killed resisting arrest. That's all. This is your narrator, Frederick Lindsley, bidding you good night for real candy. The case of the 26th wife. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.